You're listening to Balanced Broads with your hosts, Erica and Sage. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Broads. Hello, Broads. So nice to see you again. I feel like that just like became my spiel and like I didn't even mean for it, but now I just can't start an episode without saying that. I feel like that's how a lot of podcasts are. Like they have their intro and it just happens. And then two years later, they're still doing the same thing. Exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now I just say this every time and now I can't go an episode without saying it. So guess that's just our forever intro, which I'm totally fine with. Um, we have a good episode in tune in store. I can't talk. It's Literally. Okay. It's just I, like the main part of our job here, but that's okay. I just can't talk. Like, I'm like, stay. I literally said we have a good episode in tune for you. Um, <laughs> we have a good episode in store for you. So stay tuned. Um, bear with me. We record these at night after a long ass day. Um, so a lot of the time we're like, not, you know, there 100%. So um, please excuse me and my sentences not making sense. Um, we have a good episode in store for you. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, we will be recapping Bachelor because it was Women Till All. And we actually only have this recap and then next week and then we're done until the Bachelorette. So um, you'll just have to wait a while after that, which is fine because I'm actually like good with not talking about the Bachelor for a while because I feel like this uh, this season like took a lot of energy out of me. Yeah, it's definitely been a lot of drama. And I feel like it really took up a large part of my life because I got so invested. Yeah, I got like really invested. And then I feel like this is also this is like the first time that we like, for like our job are like talking about it and have to like, really like pay attention and like, we can't skip an episode and like, we can't like be like, Oh, I don't want to listen to this. I'm just going to fast forward. Cause it's like, Oh no, maybe it'll get brought up on the podcast. So I have to talk about it. Um, so I'm like, Listen Oh wow. Problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like really hard to have to watch the bachelor for your job. Okay. You have to watch it every week. You don't understand. We have to pay attention. Exactly. And it's just like <laughs> a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> But we are going to be recapping Women Tell All. It was a drama and drama filled and very toxic. Um, for the most part, toxic. It ended on a little bit of a better note, but for the most part, it's a little bit toxic. Um, a lot of women attacking other women, which we are like not there for. Um, and then after that, we will be doing good news and talking a little bit about social media because that did get brought up in the Women Tell All. So we did want to talk a little bit about that. And then we'll be finishing with a very exciting announcement of giving, um, giving, giving our giveaway away. <laughs> oh my Lord. Now I just put my, I just jinxed myself. I'm not going to be able to talk for the rest <laughs> of the episode. We will be announcing our giveaway winner for our huge giveaway that you guys obviously know what we're talking about because we've talked about it nonstop, um, since it started. So stay tuned for that. We have our winner picked and we are so excited to share it with you. So excited. So, so excited. So stay tuned because now it's time for Bachelor. So the Bachelor Women Tell All was very drama filled and exciting to watch. It was um, a lot from beginning to end. It started out with the end of last week's episode, which was the rose ceremony right after Madison and Peter had their big blowout fight about virginity and sex and all that that we talked about in last week's episode 
Um, but it ended with him sending home Victoria F who we've talked about a lot and we have not been huge fans of her. We were a little bit, we were in the beginning, in the beginning, we kind of liked her in the beginning. We weren't, we, we've never hated her. We don't hate anyone, but in the beginning we were like, huh, maybe, maybe she is like cute. I don't know. Maybe. And then it just kind of went downhill and she's been very toxic and very, she just attacks and gaslights and we just aren't for that. So he did end up sending Victoria F home. And now we have our final two, which is Hannah Ann and Madison, which I am pretty sure we predicted on our first bachelor recap. We are really good at that. I'm proud of us. Like we knew, I mean, Hannah Ann just off of her picture, we had to have known like, She's gorgeous. She's going to make it far at least. And she also did get the first impression rose, which is always a huge deal. Which is always a, usually whoever gets the first impression rose will make it to the top three, if not win. Yeah. And then Madison with her first date was just already a front runner. And Peter had always had such strong feelings for her. I was just really worried that seeing how dumb Peter has been, this whole season, I was worried he would still somehow pick Victoria. I know. I was towards the end, I was kind of like, oh, maybe he is going to pick Victoria. But in my heart, I knew that it wasn't going to happen. And I'm happy that she went home. And I'm happy that she's out of the picture now. We have two girls who, even though Hannah Ann is a little bit more immature, I still think like if she wins, I'm still okay with it because she seems like a good, she seems like a nice woman and so does Madison. So I'm really okay with either one. I think the next week's episode is going to be a lot of drama, but that was really all we got for the bachelor itself and what is going on with their story. And then it pretty much just went into the women tell all, which was there's not much to talk about because it really was just a bunch of women attacking each other. Yeah. It was like a bunch of little bits of drama that became just a huge yelling match. Like everyone was just screaming at everyone for who knows what, because we couldn't hear anyone. (laughs) I know they need to be better with controlling that and let, you know, getting people to actually be able to like talk. But I feel like they like it as well because, like when we, we did saw like Chris Harris in face, and then when they were all screaming at each other, shit. and he was just like, "Well, like see all the drama that we made," you know? Yeah, I mean that's what makes some money. Yeah, it was pretty surprising. It was everyone against Tammy, and it was surprising to see all of these girls who still had drama with each other, pretty much rooting each other on. Like I never realized Kelsey and McKenna were so close, and. It was basically like, I don't know, everyone against Tammy. It was just really uncomfortable, and I felt bad for her. But she did deserve it. She just went downhill, and then I thought maybe she would save herself a little bit during the women's all, but she really didn't, and she showed her true colors, I think, because every time women were you know, rooting for each other or talking about like, oh, no, you know, it's okay to be emotional, and it's okay to do that. She was just rolling her eyes, and she was just – she it was really bad yeah she could have totally saved herself by saying you know like it's not a problem with being emotional like maybe she was drinking too much maybe you don't have to cry at every like exchange but 
she just made it seem like it's the worst thing in the world to be any bit emotional. Just how she said, like, I didn't even cry that much when my grandpa died. Like, okay. Oof. Yeah. And how is that not an issue? If you're emotionless, that's the same issue as being too emotional. Like they're both issues on their own and there's no need to accuse other women or how does it involve you in any way? And she was just, she just kept attacking and attacking. And yes, McKenna is so annoying. I definitely think she's annoying, but whatever, at least she's rooting for other women. She's not bringing other women down like you are. I also think Sydney looked absolutely gorgeous. She lightened her hair and she looked fantastic. That's what the difference was. I during the season I was like she's just not something is just like not perfect about her. Like if she changed one thing, it would be she would be absolutely perfect and I couldn't figure it out. And then during the women tell all, I was like holy shit, she's perfection and it's because she lined her hair. Makes so yes. much sense. Yes, it looks so good on her and she just I looked drop dead gorgeous. I was staring at her like the entire episode. I was just thinking, wow, she's so freaking gorgeous. They all are. A lot of them are. They're just so pretty. But it was pretty much just them attacking each other. And they did bring Peter out for a little bit. It's always a little bit weird when they bring Peter out before it's announced who he ends up with because they can't really ask him too much and he can't really say too much. So he's only out for a couple minutes. And they didn't, they didn't like, they didn't attack him too much. It was it was a healthy little thing, but I think he was really ready to get out of there. I feel like the questions that they asked him were justifying. Uh, McKenna asked, you know, well, she didn't really ask, but she said, I wish that you didn't put me through that rose ceremony when he could have just eliminated her and Tammy at the same time, which I totally agree with. Like, he shouldn't have done that. And then um, what was her name? Savannah. Now I'm like, I don't remember who these people are. Yeah. Um, Savannah asked, or yeah, asked him if he regretted keeping any of the girls who were more drama. And Victoria F was like making a face, like, excuse me. But I mean, come on. We all know that, that, that she was talking about her. Yeah. She was completely talking about Victoria. And like, I also want to say, I was really, I'm really surprised with how my attitude towards Kelsey has changed around because. We thought that she was such a bully and she was kind of being a bully earlier in the season to who's she being a bully to Hannah Ann, Hannah Ann, <laughs> who was she being mean to Hannah Ann. Um, and then now I kind of like her. Yeah. I mean, she definitely, seems really sweet and she's just a really emotional girl. And I think she was just really pissed and irritated and who, I mean, who wouldn't be? She called her a dumb bitch. She didn't do anything too crazy. She didn't make any cra- like too big of jabs. She just she just was being emotional and she was upset. She just wears her heart on her sleeve big time, but I think all in all she's a really she's a sweet girl. Like I think she has a good heart. I would have really loved to see her be the bachelorette. And they announced this week who the Bachelorette is. It is Claire something from Juan Pablo season. Did you watch that season? I did watch that season, but I even though I think she got second place, I don't really have too much like I don't really remember her too much. But she was 
she was on Juan Pablo season and she was also on Paradise and she was also on Bachelor Winter Games. So it seems like reality TV love is just not working out for her. She is 38, which I don't have a problem with. I think it'll be a little bit weird because all the men will be in their 40s and probably in their 50s too, which is a little bit weird. And I know people are happy because they're like, oh, well, you know, now people are really looking for love and it's not going to be drama. It's really just going to be finding love. But that's also 99% of the reason people watch the show is for the drama. So now is it just going to be boring? It could either just be boring, especially with older guys, you know, like I feel like guys already aren't that much drama. And then when you, when you add on another 20 years, they're going to be even less drama. Most of them are going to be like divorced and fathers. But that could be drama in itself. It could just be a whole different type of drama. Um, But I don't know. She was 38. That's pretty interesting. I knew that they were casting for older men for The Bachelorette. But I was thinking like 30s because that's older in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Bachelor Nation, they start at like 22. Yeah. They probably started like as soon as you're legal at 21. Then you can audition and be on Bachelor. Yeah, because 38, yeah, 38 in Bachelor World is is elderly, so. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, they're already, I don't know if you saw, but they're doing a Bachelor for, like, actual elderly people. I saw that. So, like, is this this? Is this the Bachelorette for elderly people? Imagine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Imagine. No, I know. I I saw that they were doing that, and I I was thinking, oh. I think we're jumping the shark a little bit, guys. They definitely jumped the shark with Winter Games. They almost jumped the shark with Paradise, but people still like it. So they need to uh, they need to stop while they're ahead. I know there's too many shows at this point, but I will probably watch The Bachelor for Senior People, whatever it's going to be called. I forgot. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm still interested. It would be so cute if it's like old people, like 60s, 70s, like... That would be so cute. 60s isn't like old where they're cute though. Like 80s, but then I feel like they don't want to be on TV. Are they like, they're like, what is TV? Yeah, they're just like tired. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, like I it, when I'm 80, I don't want to be on TV, on reality TV. And I have people tweeting about me. Like, I just want to read a book. That's what you want to do now. That's true. <laughs> um, well, for the rest of the bachelor, the w- rest of the women's hall, I don't really want to waste time talking about because there wasn't too many. It was really just like drama and women yelling at each other. But was there anything else you want to say on that before we get into like the end of the the, the end talk that they they addressed? Um, no, I don't think so. Honestly, there it was just not too crazy. I feel like. What we're going to talk about next was really shocking for them to address because it's an issue that's been going on for so long and they're just now bringing up. Yeah, it's been going around for so long and they brought Rachel Lindsay on to talk about it, which I was like, what is it going to be about? And then they ended up addressing how uh, gnarly the the um online hate has been for pretty much everyone that's in bachelor nation and it seems like this season the women i'm assuming especially kelsey and sydney and victoria f have just been getting extreme hate um and they were actually reading out the messages that 
some of those women have been receiving. And it was really, really sad and really, um, I mean, not shocking, honestly, because we know how awful people can be, but it was shocking that they actually read them out loud because they were pretty bad. Yeah, that I feel like that must have been really tough for Rachel Lindsay, who, by the way, in case you don't know, because I know a few of our listeners either don't watch Bachelor or are just now starting. She was a former Bachelorette. She is the first black female Bachelorette. So there was already a lot of drama about her season just because of her race, which is, you know, wild, but typical. Um, And it must have been really hard for Rachel to be on the show last night and to say these words on TV. Like that's tough, but I'm glad that they talked about it. I feel like it was really relevant because I don't know if any of our listeners watch Love Island. I don't watch it. I hear a lot about it though. It's really popular in the UK. I did watch the UK season with her as the host. Yes. um, Her name was Caroline Flack, right? Mm -hmm. She was the host and she recently killed herself and it was about a lot of like after she had gotten a lot of online hate so I feel like that's maybe why they're addressing it now yeah I think you know because it it goes into their genre of the reality tv and it's it it goes under the same category and I don't but she didn't she got hate because of allegations towards her boyfriend um, so those things that were, but I mean, technically that these girls were getting, it was from allegations in their personal lives as well. So it was really sad to see that that took overcame her. And obviously it's just, it's disgusting and awful. And that someone feels like that's their only option because they're getting so much hate on the internet. It's just, it's so, so sad. And I think, I think eventually Erica and I want to bring on, because I have three, um, three younger sisters. And I think it's really scary for me to see, um, the, what's going on on social media and the bullying that happens and between Instagram and Snapchat and now TikTok and all these apps that we probably don't even know about that they have. It's really scary to see um, to see the things that are being said on there. I mean, I was talking to a, like a girlfriend of mine and I was saying, you know, especially being a girl, we all have our turns being shit on in junior high and elementary school and high school and in not so much in high school, but in elementary school and junior high for us, yeah, we got maybe had gotten shit at school, but you got, you went home and you, that was your escape. You were, you went home. You didn't have to think about it. You didn't go on. You don't have a phone. You didn't, or if you had a phone, you didn't, you didn't have access to those apps. You didn't have social media. So when you went home, that was an escape. It was all positive for the most part. If you're lucky enough, you know, it was all positive when you, when you would come home, you weren't thinking about it. And then you would have to go back to school and deal with it, whatever. And then you would go home, which is still bad. But now if you're having trouble at school and you come home and you go on Snapchat and it starts all over again, you deal with it 24 seven. How does anyone deal with that? Especially being 12, 13, 16, nine. Like, how do you deal with that? I really couldn't imagine going to school, like middle school and high school with Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat nowadays because it's so true back then for us, we didn't have it or we didn't use it. It wasn't as rampant as it is now. I just couldn't imagine. So it totally makes sense that even, and they're showing even for these grown women, it takes a toll on you. Caroline was, I think like 40 and Mm -hmm. takes a toll on you. And I'm glad that they addressed it. 
And I'm glad that they read the messages on TV because they're not shying away from it. They're not trying to make it, you know, acceptable for people to hear or, you know, make people uncomfortable. And that's how they listen. And it, it's just really sad because it it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. And no matter how many how many examples and how many people have to end their lives and do these awful and these terrible things and throw these rallies and have these speeches and it just seems like it's not, it doesn't get any better. It really just feels like it's not getting any better. And it's so, it's just disgusting. It's so disgusting. And I, it breaks my heart having younger, three younger sisters and watching that shit go down. And it's just not, it's not okay. It just scares me for the future. Tons of things scare me for the future, but this is one of them for sure. (laughs) This is one of our many worries for the future. Um, I think it would be really good to have your sisters on to talk about it because a lot of us listening are probably like, you know, our age and just can't imagine how it is growing up with social media in high school, in middle school. Like, it'll be good to hear their perspective. Yeah. And it'll be good. It'll be sad. Um, But I think it'll be eye-opening for people because if you don't have younger siblings or or children or any, you don't have relation at, at that young age, you can be like, wait, what? Like, this is really what they're dealing with. Like, it's just the role. These are the people that they look up to. Like, these are the people that they strive to be like. And it's just, it's really sad. But I do want to, um, hopefully, maybe next week or the week after, we can really sit down with them and get their input and see their side of what they really deal with on a day-to-day basis because I'm sure 90% of it we don't even know. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to hear from them. And I am proud of Bachelor Nation for going there because it's necessary and it's not going to stop anytime soon. But I mean, hopefully bringing more awareness can, I don't know, help. And and I don't even know if it's necessarily will help people stop, but maybe it'll help people feel understood and not so alone. Yeah. I mean, in any case, awareness helps in some way or another. Someone can see online that these gorgeous, beautiful women are also getting hate. So it's not just you and it sucks. It's not fair. Nope, it's not. Um, So I'm glad we got to talk about that a little bit and address that. And I think we'll get more. I want to dedicate an entire episode to social media and how much we hate it. But how much we also can't live without it because it really has taken over the world now. Um, so I think we want to dedicate like an entire episode coming up to that and talk about that and get people, different people in different age groups feedback. But on a little bit of a lighter note, we do know that as much as we try to not talk about um, world topics so much, negative world topics and politics and all the shit that's going on in the world. We do know that um, we're living in negative and scary times right now. And part of the reason that we started this podcast was to kind of give people a little bit of an escape from that. So what we want to do is bring back good news, which is one of our favorite topics and one of your guys' favorite um I don't know, I said topics, one of your guys' favorite segments, and we're going to bring that back up next, so stay tuned. So Sage, let's turn this thing around and get into some good news, lighten up our day. (laughs) 
the best we can. <laughs> I mean, this, I feel like the ones that we picked, I mean, just thinking about them brightens my day. So just Me too. get ready, guys. You're going to smile and it's going to feel good. So <laughs> the first one, um, it's about a 13-year-old who has been sewing hundreds of bow ties to help shelter pets get adopted. Guys, how so cute is that? His name is Darius Brown, and he is from Newark, New Jersey. And he has he was just taught to sew by his sister so that he could improve his motor skills. And she suggested, why not sew bow ties? Which, like, all right, like, I don't know if that's something that I would suggest because who wears bow ties? But you know who wears bow ties? Pets. <laughs> pets. So he um, has sewn, I think it said... 500 bow ties yes and i mean that's just an estimation it could be more he's sewn so many bow ties that he believes he's gotten around 100 dogs and cats adopted and he said i just wanted to read this quote he said he figured that if the cats and dogs could look extra dapper for potential adopters they would be more likely to find a home and he was right Oh my gosh, that's so cute. It's like when people make flower crowns for dogs to um, look cuter when they're so they can get adopted, um, which is the cutest thing ever. But he has uh, created a crowdfunding page and has since raised more than $50,000. And it er earned him the GoFundMe Hero title for January 2020, which is so amazing. $50,000 to make more bow ties for little puppies. So cute. And the pictures, I mean, we'll put them in our post somehow, but like, they're so cute. And I would adopt one of these if I saw, like, if I'm just casually looking for a pet to adopt and I saw one with a bow tie, I mean, how could you say no? I know. So thank you so much for being such a kind, um, like having such a kind heart and putting that into the world because we need more people like you. Thank you, Darius. Maybe we can find him on Instagram or something and Maybe we, maybe he has an Instagram for the bow ties that he makes for the pets. Oh, my God. That would be so amazing. We will definitely try to find that and post him on our Instagram. Definitely. So this next story is really sweet as well. Um, I will give you the new the title. These bikers are giving courage and emotional support to kids escaping child abuse. Um, there is a group called the BACA, Bikers Against Child and Abuse. It's an international nonprofit, and it recruits volunteer bikers as a support system for kids suffering from parental abuse. And it's, I mean, how many biker groups and biker gangs have there been that have doing are doing such amazing things? There's like been a surprising amount, like, and I feel like I haven't heard of any until the like the past few years. You know, mostly you hear about like motorcycle gangs and crazy things like that but now they're actual biker gangs with like tough biker guys doing amazing things yeah and they have i don't know exactly what the organization is called but bike they have bikers against animal abuse and they go and they freaking save animals from puppy mills and from dog fights um like dog rings and all this crazy stuff and they will do whatever means necessary to save these animals from getting abused. And it looks like they're doing the same thing for humans 
<laughs> and that is so sweet. So some of the things that they do, um, like if a child is having a bad dream in the middle of the night, um, they will come and stop by for a visit. If the family's afraid of their ab- abuser visiting their home, the bikers will stand watch until the danger has passed. If a child's forced to give testimony of their abuse in court, the bikers will escort the child all the way to the stand. I mean, are you kidding me? And that is just a couple examples of the things that they do. And over the last, the course of the last 20 years, they've been offering their services from New Zealand and Australia to Canada. And they're in the U S as well. And are you, I mean, come on, you guys, it's just like, could you get any cuter than that? I love it so much. If I were a tough buff looking guy in a motorcycle gang, this is what I would want to spend my life doing or any of these causes that they're doing. Um, There was one that I saw. So this is childhood abuse. I saw one that was against bullying. So it's the same kind of concept. If a kid is being bullied, they will like escort them to school, escort them to classes, escort them home. And I could just imagine like as a bullied kid being able to walk around with these tough ass bikers, like no one's going to mess with you. And no. you, know that you have that protection. That is so amazing. And I love, this is when I love humanity. It's it's literally the cutest thing in the entire world. I and mean, it's tough ass looking bikers. Like they're not, you know, like they look tough and scary and they're doing the best things in the world. Well, we just, another group of people that we just love and seriously support and they make us happy and that makes our heart happy that there are still good people like them out there it's definitely reassuring love it erica do you want to read the next story and the last story yes our next one these schools are offering yoga and mindfulness class as an alternative to after school detention amazing in ohio this high school called yellow springs high and also uh, mckinney middle school nearby they are doing every monday 30 minute um mindfulness and meditation class instead of the traditional detention and students just get a chance to sit down on a blanket allow themselves a quiet moment to calm their emotions and focus on stillness and increasing awareness of themselves and their school environment and that is how you shape the future of america that is absolutely fan-freaking-tastic it's just going at it at a completely different approach and in not instead of Instead of disciplining them, I mean, instead of scolding them and disciplining them for being who they are, because a lot of the time these kids who are having issues at school, um, it's coming from it's coming from a deep rooted issue that they're having. So instead of disciplining them and telling them all the things they're doing wrong, why not try to relax them and help them change their mentality so they don't do it again in the future instead of making them spite you? Exactly. Like I couldn't I could remember being in high school. And I mean, just speaking for me, having these issues that were just, you know, my issues that I blown out of proportion in my head. And if I got in trouble at school, if I had a moment just to sit and like think and breathe, I could just imagine the effect it would have on me if I knew mindfulness was a thing back then, like it wasn't. And I love that it is now. It's like a growing trend. Um, These schools are in Ohio and they have an actual initiative called Each Child Our Future, where they are offering resources to create well-rounded and capable young people and also address the mental health epidemic in the U.S. 
And I just, I love that. Like people just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. If I, like you said, if I could have taken a moment instead of getting punished for falling asleep in class or, you know, texting or not doing something. And most of the time I was having issues at home, not, you know, issues with like anxiety or with relationships or something that was going on outside of school. And that's why I was acting the way I was. And instead of getting punished for that, if they would have actually, um, if they would have actually treated me like a human being and been like, okay, where's this rooting from? Like what, what's going on at home? What's going on in your life and your personal life at your, you know, they don't know that I'm working two jobs outside of school. They don't know that I'm going through a really bad breakup. They don't know any of that and they don't care. But if they actually cared and treat me like, treated me like a normal human and said, let's take some time, let's do some yoga, let's do some breathing exercises. Let's go in this quiet room and take some deep breaths and get back to, you know, let's figure out the root of the issue rather than just throwing me in a room with a bunch of other kids and taking my phone for me and giving me more anxiety. And then I'm just going to get more mad at you. I'm just going to be even worse of a student now. And that goes for anyone that doesn't go for just me. I think anyone would react that way. So the fact that people are actually starting to treat kids like human beings and not just numbers in a classroom from seven to three I think that's amazing. Exactly. And I want to read this quote at the end because it just shows that this change is actually having an effect around the world for schools who are doing this. So um, in San Francisco, their school district, they are implementing the Quiet Time program, which was started by um, David Lynch, who directed Fight Club, best movie ever. But anyways, (laughs) um, his program, Quiet Time, consists of two 15-minute sessions of transcendental meditation and after doing this program in their school district the program has shown a 65% decrease in violent conflict a 40% decrease in stress and anxiety and an 86% decrease in suspensions over a two-year period along with a dramatic increase in self-confidence creativity and happiness that's insane Like it just shows like I know some people think like these things are so woo woo and like, okay, you're just going to sit there in silence. Like what does that accomplish? But it like this is literally the proof. It accomplishes a lot. And we're, yeah, and we're not asking them to, we're not saying like, oh, we think kids should only go to school one day a week and not have homework or a test or anything. No, you're not, I'm not saying to baby them, but I'm just saying giving them some time to really clear their mind it's proven to help people. And if adults are going to do it, why can't kids do it too? It works. It works the same for kids and adults. We're all humans. We all have emotions. Doesn't mean that theirs aren't justified because they're any less than, than ours, or they're not just because they're not worrying about paying their rent and bills and kids doesn't mean that the problems they're going through don't make them feel the same way ours do. So giving them a moment to clear their mind is just as important as it is for us. Yeah, and also setting them on the right foot for their future. I could just imagine if I knew meditation was a thing back in high school and took it into my college years, it would have been so helpful calming down any stress about tests or making friends or being on my own. Instead, all I did was panic and freak out. You know, like if I had that start in high school where I knew I could do meditation, I can do yoga. I feel like it would have helped so much. So I feel like these kids are starting off on the right foot. 
And I'm so excited. That's why another reason why I'm really excited to see our generation start having babies and start raising people because I feel like we're going to be a, a very calm gen- this next generation is going to be a very calm and a self more of a self-loving um generation if we can just cut work weeks down to four days a week i'd be very happy <laughs> honestly yeah we do not need five days a week like let's be we real don't, we really don't i i think of all the things that i could get an entire week's worth of stuff done in two days right and also just like like not to go off on a tangent, but like Saturdays are for, you know, um, errands and like also going out with friends. And then Sunday you want to relax, but you don't have time for all three. Usually if we just had three days, you have time for errands, you have time for friends, you have time to relax. The world would be a better place. And Cole and I always talk about how when we're not working and we have a day off, how much we like, how much shit we get done. It's crazy when you spend eight and a half hours of your day somewhere where you have to be and you can't do anything, you know, you can't help yourself or go run an errand that you really need to get done or work on your side hustles or work on things that you genuinely like really love. It's, it's hard, you know? So, and same with when you're going to school full time, it's hard. It's hard to do things full time. It's hard to have like have to do anything full time and have to be stuck in one place full time. That's that's really hard. Yeah, it's, I think it really is just like the being forced to be there because I feel like I can be so productive for the morning like five hours straight and then I'm like done, but I still have to be there. It's just pointless to me. But that's another topic. <laughs> that's definitely another topic, and I think that's why our generation is really like realizing that and being like, whoa, fuck this. Like I want to be my own boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. Like I am so motivated to be, be a businesswoman and be on my own and not have to, and not like my boss right now that I have is great. You know, like I couldn't ask for a better boss now, but it's still be, it's still being under someone and it's still hard because you're never going to be as passionate about their business as they are. And it's hard because it's like, if it was my business and if it was something that I truly, you know, it was my baby, like we would all be so much more motivated. Exactly. It's very different. If we had time to pursue what we love just as much as they do, it would be very different. I agree. Different topic, different day. <laughs> different topic, different day. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in for our freaking good news because we really needed that. Yeah, I miss good news. I actually, um, I had someone like DM us. I don't know if you saw on our Balance Broads Instagram, but they DM'd us about how they had just recently found us and they said something like they loved um, the talk that we did on, God, I can't remember the topic, but it was like definitely something from good news. And I was like, when did we talk about this? Like it was like such a serious topic. And I'm like, I don't know when we talked about that. And it was good news. And it was probably like our first episode. Aww. And it had been so long. So I'm glad that we like, you know, got back to our roots and brought the good news back. Yes, of course. I mean, I love I love doing stuff to make you guys happy. And it's a scary world and you can get bad news wherever you go. So if you come to us. You can get good news. 
That's what we will provide for you. And that's why you got to keep listening to us. So uh, without further ado, we have to get into the most exciting part of the episode. (laughs) That was beautiful. Thank you. You know who I sounded like? I sounded like Mona Lisa from, from Parks and Rec. Oh, my God. Yes. At first, I was like, Mona Lisa, like the painting. <laughs> I didn't know that she sang. <laughs> when she's like, money, please. <laughs> yes, she's the best. That's my I love favorite. Mona Lisa. I send that gift to my dad all the time. <laughs> she's seriously the best. She really is. So we're going to announce our giveaway winner. Yeah. I feel like we should do – I wish we had like – special effects like sound effects and we could do like a drum roll because i don't want to mess up the mic and do it i'll try to do that okay let's when i'm editing tonight i'll try to add in a drum roll for you yes okay and if not then you can just edit out this whole part (laughs) sounds good okay so are we ready to announce our giveaway winner we are oh my god i'm so excited you are gonna be winning such fantastic things too so hell yeah don't forget the value of this giveaway is $130. That's so freaking much money. It really is. A special thanks to Soapy Lane for, you know, hosting this giveaway and providing us with her amazing, organic, natural, vegan, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Animal, cruelty-free, certified products. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, our winner. Are you ready? Am I saying it now? Yep. Okay. Our winner is... Lynn! Lynn Tran. (laughs) Lynn Tran. (laughs) A a lovely, lovely person that I'm just so happy she won. She is a huge supporter of our show, and we cannot thank her enough for all the support that she's given us and for being a fan. So thank you so much, Lynn, for entering, and I hope you enjoy our goodies. Yay, giveaway goodies. We will DM you and hook you up with Soapy Lane, and thank you so much for supporting us. This is what you deserve for being amazing. Exactly. And stay tuned, guys, because this will not be our last giveaway, and this will not be our last partnership. So. We'll be doing another one very, very soon. Today was a pretty short episode for you guys. Um, we were like, let's do, let's make it short and sweet this week. We usually, I mean, eat short and sweet as in 45 minutes, but shorter than what we usually do. But, you know, can't win them all. I do want to thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And thank you for always supporting us and listening in. And we love you guys. And we're here for you. And all that jazz. So I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop babbling. And Erica will tell you our socials. I mean, I like it. You can keep on going. I'm not going to stop you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Our socials, my job, Balance Broads Pod is our Instagram. Sage's Instagram is Sage with two A's. I am at Erica.kl. Our Twitter is at Balance Broads. Our Gmail is at Balance Broads. Very simple. We try to make it easy for you guys. And I want to shout out, you guys, we conquered Singapore. We did. We have two Singaporean listeners. Welcome. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for listening wow. and thank you for being abroad. Leave a DM for us and tell you about your lives in Singapore because 
we have no clue what it's like over there and we would love to know we would love to know so shoot us a dm thank you for being a fan we love you so much and we love all of you we love all of you and i feel like we should do like a bet on what country we're gonna conquer next i don't know that many countries but recap we have obviously us uk philippines and singapore so we're getting canada we say canada canada i forgot canada is not a part of the uk no it is not a part of the UK. Um, no, but we'll, I'm excited to see what comes next. Yes, I am so excited. Taking over the world one country at a time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, before we start embarrassing ourselves even more, we're going to go ahead and end it there. So we will see you next week, Brad. Bye.